I could not mention this, and anybody who's just tuning in would not know that I overslept the show by half of its existence. I would have brought it up eventually. (laughs) As you must. And so, uh, you know, I was reading about some of this stuff yesterday, and it's interesting. (sighs) One of the many angles of the great pandemic of uh, 2020 um, uh mental health for people for families uh for for employees and all that sort of stuff trying to figure that out people that already had problems it being uh, multiplied during the situation people who didn't have problems finding out they do have problems all that sort of stuff as i was mentioning my 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 crazy dysfunctional family in its current state with uh a couple of people uh struggling with various medicines and side effects and everything like that um and you're not getting people aren't getting their normal um, care, whether it's the actual doctor with medicine or a therapist they see and sort of stuff. There's there's the FaceTiming and all that, but it's not quite the same. And, you know, so there, there's a lot of that going on in the world right now. Well, and a complete disruption of your routine is going to stress you out no matter who you are or what you're dealing with. So, yeah, n- not good. Oh, my poor son. And then his poor brother. Just 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 a, a day out of. Uh, well, out of a movie uh, yesterday, and well, for 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 quite a few days, but uh, just just absolutely amazing. And we and we can't do the normal things that we do, could do by either getting one of them completely off the property and going to the park or something like that, or going to the therapist and just all that sort of stuff. And oh, it's just insane. Yeah, and yeah, there's, that's... and I know a lot of you have got the same situation, and then all kinds of. Um, uh, I've been reading about all the different twelve step programs, whether you're a drug addict or an alcoholic or uh, the, the the you know overeater or whatever that is. All those meetings are done um, for now, and that sort of stuff is done in person. It's happening online, but it, how it, how effective it is that don't you know remains to be seen. Everybody will find that out. Well, I think if you're with Overeaters Anonymous, I'd be uh, brewing up an extra pot of coffee the next time you do have a meeting because a lot of us have realized that we're uh, we're eating like hogs during this uh, troubled time. People are gaining weight. I, I believe the average weight of the average American will be up at least two and a half pounds, uh, depending on when this ends. We've also been talking about the projections for when it's going to end. And the best models that the doctors really like, according to the doctors who have sent them to us, are saying actually quite soon we'll see a decline, especially um, in the places that have had it worse earlier. Um, the idea that it's going to be another like six, eight weeks till we see the peak, which is what they're they're kind of hinting at at the White House briefings. I'm not finding that from scientists, yeah. but you know, yes, ten scientists, you get ten answers. And as I, as we were talking about yesterday, trying to figure out what they mean when they make these de- declarations about. The crisis and the nation. It's I, I don't even know why we approach it that way. I don't, I don't even know why the, those conversations exist. Right. Yeah, we're we've been we're going about to peak. Well. well, yeah, but I just it, it makes no sense. Have you heard anybody say that? Explain that any any super smart person. I, I haven't heard any of the uh, you know the major voices on that on this get into the, the 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 local version of a national the national story in a way that. I don't know. That makes sense to me. Well, yeah, and it varies absolutely everywhere and within states. And so the the media's constant harping of a national shutdown or a national this and national that is just dumb. Well, yeah, like you said, within states, it's, it doesn't even make sense within a state. Right, right. There are ma- there are many people in California that had got nothing to do with Los Angeles or San Francisco. Nothing. They don't ever go there. They don't live near there. 
So whatever's happening there doesn't really have anything to do with them. Right, right. Well, yeah. As I said, I think we're actually all dealing with this pretty well. I mean, there there are fits and starts and clunky stuff, and we'll have a post-mortem. A post-mortem, Nancy Pelosi. You don't do a post-mortem while the patient is still alive. All right? Um, <laughs> you could, but that'd be gruesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> a, uh, what do they call it, an autopsy? Hey, excuse me, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm cutting you open to see what happened. I'm taking your fluids. Still happening. Uh, so we'll have to see, but, um, yeah, I don't know. So old man Bernie, a lot of his top advisors are telling him uh, he needs to get out, including his uh, uh, campaign manager, allegedly. Now, this is, you know, the Washington Post uh, insiders say stuff, so who knows? It could be fake. But some of their top people are saying, you got to get out, Bernie. Just cut it out. We're not doing anything. Biden's got the nomination. And, well, you sure don't, you crazy old socialist. So we'll have to see what happens. But as I sit here and I think about the Democratic Party in November, the idea that Biden is still the nominee just seems so ill-advised. Well, there's no chance that he's not. Well, if he can't get to 1,900 delegates, there is. What if he can't get to August? <laughs> that also would be a factor. Well, I'm telling you, everybody's talking about Cuomo, although pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom is charging hard along the rail and coming up hard on Cuomo just because California's done a really good job of stifling this thing. And Gavin's been, uh, you know, uh, making speeches, his, his approval rating is sky high within the state. But I just, uh, and, and I'm always saying, where are the smart, capable governors? Why do we keep ending up with blowhard senators and, and, and whatever? Uh, you got a couple of governors there vying for the gig, and and if this if this was suddenly six months ago, I gotta believe old man Biden couldn't get a sniff of of attention. You know, compared to those two guys. So who's who's pushing Bernie out, and why why now? Are they having the um, primary in Wisconsin today? I saw it going back and forth all day yesterday. Uh, yes, yes, they are having it. So the so the court says you gotta. Yeah, that's the last I saw. So, so Bernie will lose there. Why not wait till that's over? Just as another nail in the coffin. Oh yeah, they probably will, and it'll take a while to figure it out because it's going to be so heavily mail-in ballots. But yeah, yeah, just for the good of the country. I mean, I I don't want old man Biden. I think he's on his last leg. I don't yeah. know. It would be an extraordinary situation to take the nomination away from him, though. I mean, like like nothing that's ever happened. Yes. The vaunted yes. brokered convention that I've always heard about, but that never materializes. Is that how it would have to happen? <laughs> yes. Yeah, clearly. Although yeah, but, 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 it has been pointed out, Cuomo postponed the New York primary until the last one in the nation. And it's thought that he may organize a write me in campaign. He win said all the he New York delegates and get in. Is there anybody saying he secretly wants to do it? Because he has said out loud he doesn't want to do it, and I know politicians... I'm saying it. I don't know if that matters. Yeah, <laughs> this idea is I'm, a bunch of malarkey. I second the motion. No, nobody's talking about it. But I tell you what, when, when uh, the nation comes to you, Jack, nation, <laughs> and says... Hello, Gavin, says, this is the nation. Do you have a few moments? We desperately need you to become the most powerful person on the planet. You. Which... Which Gavin we know, or, which we know you've wanted to do since you were ten years old. Exactly. It, so it's, it's not a, like they'd say, "Oh, me? What? I never even thought of that." 
Right, exactly. So it'd be a difficult uh, plea to ignore, especially if, I don't know, something happens with Biden. So, yeah, uh, I don't know if you mentioned the email or or who wrote it about uh, Gavin's possibilities in 2024, Gavin Newsom. He is, you know, no doubt he runs for president in uh, in four years. He is a rock star and something to contend with. No doubt about it. But um, he still does have that. His state was on fire and had no electricity story hanging out there. Right. There's plenty to tar him with. Plus some of the personal stuff. And he's got a really weird speaking style, too. I was just watching a press conference during the commercials with Pretty Pretty Gavin explaining how the uh, state of Cal Unicornia is going to put a bunch of uh, bums and junkies in hotel rooms during the COVID thing, but then probably extended afterward, and the state have an, has an option of buying those hotels and just turn them into bumatoriums. And, uh, and um, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Plus, and I have to keep reminding myself of this, I don't care if you're the governor of New York or the governor of California, the big two, when it when you get on that truly national stage, the presidential stage, everything changes. The level of scrutiny is not twice as much, it's 15 times as much. Yeah. And guys you thought were bulletproof, all of a sudden they're stumbling, fumbling, bumbling. A lot of examples. Rick Perry being elected governor twice in Texas, the second biggest state in the country. Oh, he's an effective governor, too. And and you've got to be a serious, you know, megastar political power to become governor of Texas two terms. And then he was just nothing on the presidential stage. Just wasn't... It's just embarrassing. Um, uh, maybe a guy like Gavin or whoever was going to try to slip in. If th- all this is going on, you have a compressed season like we might do with the Major League Baseball or the NBA or something. You know, we only play 10 games instead of 80 or something. So you don't have quite the level of scrutiny and all that sort of stuff. People aren't paying quite the same attention for as long. You know, maybe somebody slips in that way. I don't know. Wow, wow. So it's the whole she needs a date for prom tonight strategy. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You got a much better chance. Yeah, love it. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, you know, because the level of vetting that occurs for presidential candidates, partially because the, the, the season is so long, you're, you're into writing presidential politics and you got nine months. I guess I'll go look at all his high school yearbooks. Might as well. I got nothing else to do. But I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if that. I don't know if that happens if you have a, a couple month long presidential election. Wait a minute, who's that in blackface in that picture? <laughs> <laughs> Stop the internet because well, nobody so, uses presses anymore. Like most of the nation has not heard Gavin's sleeping with his best friend's wife story, probably. But you know, Trump's got so much baggage with the sexual stuff. I just I don't think that's going to hurt anybody at this point. No, no, I think it'll, and it, it and probably shouldn't. It depends who he's running against and, and what the times are. I mean, cause this whole, uh, Chinese bad eating coughing death thing isn't over yet. And no. every, every election is a reaction to what happened right before it. True. And, you know, we might as a people just be hankering for steady, dependable, grayish leadership. Mike Pence? Yes. Now is the time for Pence. Or do you mean Joe Biden? Or Joe Biden. Steady, gray, you know what you're going to get, no surprises. The country could be ready for that. As opposed to a uh, a handsome, uh, somewhat uh, jazzy uh, best friend's wife grabber. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhat jazzy. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, didn't, I couldn't come up with the right word. I didn't want to be outright slanderous. But, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's colorful. I'll bet if you really dig into Gavin's past, he's got a, a number of jazzy stories. Oh, uh, not, boy. Not, not that I think any of those should necessarily matter. What he did when he was 28 and drinking and running around as a uh, as a hotshot businessman, uh, looked like a movie star and drinking a lot. Um, right. You know, what the hell's that got to do with anything? I wonder if Cuomo's got a lot of nasty, nasty skeletons in his closet. Coming from a long-time plugged-in political family, his dad Mario was uh, super powerful in New York politics for ages, and there got to be mob connections and the rest of it. I wonder. God dang it. I played the clip that we had yesterday of Joe Biden for, for, for my wife last night. Uh, that one where he just, he goes on that like 30 second rambling thing he does. And, yeah. and, and she just was like, what, what is going on? How can that guy possibly be running? Uh, and he's going to have a lot more of those before November. You know, let me, what time is it? Yeah. Well, uh, we had a gent. Uh, transcribe what Biden said oh, and awesome. diagnose him. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and I want to hear that. Yeah, it's a little compelling, a little disturbing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, that 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 we could do that next. I want to hear that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One thing um, I'm learning from this, looking at lots of graphs, is about, uh, or surveys or polls or whatever, is about 3 to 10% of America should never be involved in anything. Um, remember we had that, <laughs> right. we had that poll last week we were looking at where it was it 7% of people were unaware of the, uh, coronavirus. The, uh, the what virus now? What now? And I was looking at this poll on the, uh, assessing the U.S. economy. Uh, is it stronger, weaker, et cetera? So, um, uh, 39% say the economy is slowing down. Thirty-seven percent say we are in a recession. Twenty-one percent say we're in a depression, and three percent say it's currently growing. <laughs> so, yeah, really. I need a list of their names. I'm not going to do anything <laughs> bad to them or anything, but they just need to get out of the way. Hey, listen, we need to get right into this if we're going to do this. Uh, a, a listener who is obviously quite uh, knowledgeable in this field of inquiry alerted us to something called Wernicke's aphasia. I'm going to read you an example of it, and then I have something special planned. This is an actual uh, example uh, of somebody with Wernicke's aphasia. It's a neurological condition. They might say something like, oh, sure, any old think you want. If I could, I would. Oh, I'm taking the word the wrong way to say all of the barbers around here. Whenever they stop you, it's going around and around. If you know what I mean, that is tying and tying for repuseration. Well, we're trying the best that we could, while another time it was with the beds over there, the same thing. They're fluent, but the syntax is all garbled up, and it's not clear what they're saying. Now I'm going to read you something... That sounded exactly like Joe Biden. I would have thought that was a Joe Biden quote you just read. A statement from Biden. We cannot let this, we've never allowed any crisis from the Civil War straight through the pandemic of 7th all the way around 16. We have never let our democracy seeks second fiddle way that we can have both a democracy and elections and at the same time the public health. 
That was a verbatim transcription of the clip we played the other day. And this Wernicke's aphasia, like I can accurately diagnose it based on an email, but it, it, it's caused often by stroke or um, many strokes where there's just a little bleeding on the brain, that sort of thing. And it's entirely possible that the old uh, Vice President Joe has a mild case of it, a mild huh. to medium case. I wonder. So that's because um, I know he has a stutter. I know he, he he struggles with that, and God bless him. Anybody who's fought against that, we're on your side. We'd never mock. Um, but there's something going on. No, whatever is going on, I don't think it's his fault. Uh, but it is it is you know part of who he is now. Um, that that first thing you read sounded exactly like a quote from Joe Biden. That's probably a more severe case because. I mean, you couldn't figure out what the hell they were talking about at all. Whereas with Biden, you can tell he's talking about the pandemic and and history and we've endured and stuff. But it's just not really making much sense. Would this have anything to do with like judgment or decision making, or is it merely a uh, an ability to be glib? No, it's it's like a lot of things with stroke that uh, y- you know exactly what you want to say. You just can't get your brain to produce the words. Uh huh. Uh huh. Huh. Yes, yeah, so it wouldn't necessarily affect judgment or anything like that, but it'd be pretty disconcerting to have a president with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen that from any of the medical doctors on the cable news channel. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I was just reading in the morning dispatch. They say the disa- the uh, the election in Wisconsin today is going to be a disaster. I don't know why do they think it's going to be a disaster because people can't show up. Uh, guess yeah. All yeah, of a sudden, sure. it's like all mail in ballots and I'm voting sure. lines already taken around two hours per. I've, I, for some reason, Milwaukee, a city of six hundred thousand people, has five polling places. That doesn't seem like a, a great ratio. Um, but yeah, those are just some of the early things I've I've seen coming out of it. Two-hour uh, lines with people standing six feet apart, or uh, they're trying to a lot of masks in the lines, but not everybody. Right? There's no mandate Jeez. for it. But I'd have to really there'd have to be something I really need to vote on before I'd go stand in a line with thousands of people in this situation. And it's a primary. Yeah, you know? I mean, how big a deal could it be? There are maybe Is there some any... local measures worth voting on, there, but I don't there, know. There's got to be because <laughs> it can't be because you need to vote for Biden or Bernie, surely, or or Weld against Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I have not studied the Wisconsin ballot. And I also, no d- depending on the publication, too, <clears throat> something with just a, a depressed turnout of of total voters that could be easily described as a, a disaster, depending on the publication. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But man, I wouldn't. Would you go get in line to vote? I wouldn't. Uh, the answer is always yes. For a general election, for a primary, I'd, unless there was something particular on the ballot that I cared about, no, probably not. I realize that makes me a bad American, a bad talk show host, but Boy, I'm just I would being not, honest. I don't think there's anything outside of like doing away with slavery or something that I would go vote for to stand in line with this uh, disease around. Right, right. Slavery or the designated hitter, one of those. So the mayor of Alton, Illinois... I happen to know Alton. It's a uh, lovely city right on the Mississippi River, north of St. Louis. Um, mayor what, are of Al- what are its primary exports? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, don't know? People who work in St. Louis. Gotcha. 
Uh, yeah, it's a, like a bedroom community. But I, I am jealous right there on the river. I'll bet it's beautiful. I haven't been in many, many moons. But the mayor of Alton, Illinois, warned citizens he has ordered police to break up parties and issuing citations and fines to enforce the state's stay-at-home orders that are meant to slow the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, but when the officers did so, they busted one party. His wife was at it. Hmm. <laughs> Alton Mayor Brant Walker said on Saturday, these are very serious times. I'm begging you, please stay at home. Parents, please keep your kids at home. Doing so is vital to all of our health. And then uh, on Monday, he issued a statement saying police had found his wife at a bar in the city operating in violation of the stay-at-home orders that same day, that same night. Walker said he was embarrassed and apologized to his constituents. <laughs> Did he not know his wife was there? Uh, that That's not addressed specifically, but he said, My wife is an adult capable of making her own decisions, and in this instance, she exhibited a stunning lack of judgment. She will face the same consequences for her ill-advised decisions as the other individuals caught at the event, he added. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't, that's I'm hilarious. Not, I'm not paranoid about these sorts of things. I think if you've been a long-time listener, you know that I, I don't take most of these things seriously. But I would not go to a party with a bunch of people I don't know where they've been at this point. I just wouldn't do it. Well, and the bust was in the wee hours Sunday morning, so they're still after it, after midnight, in this illegally operating That's when the parties start jumping. Exactly. Yeah. That's when all yeah, the good things happen on a Saturday night after midnight. Sure. All the good stuff. Once all the squares have gone to bed. Yeah. All the people that care about their marriages and jobs and reputations. <laughs> and not getting mugged. Or uh, chlamydia. So. <laughs> Uh, Alton Mayor Brent Walker, a rough day for him. I'm sure the uh, conversations are a little chilly around the dinner table. I wish or is those that, <clears throat> nice people well. Or is that just one of those when you know you see police driving with the phone up to their ear all the time? Just the, the that rule doesn't apply to me. I'm I'm in charge. Is that that the way they looked at it? Maybe. Oh, it's hard to imagine that rationale on partying at a bar during a, a pandemic. Right. Yeah. So, nice job if you, here, Alton. If you really, really need to party, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to party, man. As exactly. the Beastie Boys once put it, sometimes you got to fight for your right yeah. to par-tay. Oh, boy, I didn't see this. So, the New York Times just sent out this alert. New York State reported 731 more deaths. That's their largest one-day increase. So, the whole it's flattening oh. thing. Ah, that was, they had two days in a row of decline, didn't yep. they? Two days of flattening numbers, and now uh, the last 24, 731 deaths, their largest one-day increase. I had not heard anybody say, if we all do this together, we can cause it to decline, then suddenly shoot back up again, having right. changed nothing. That's weird. Hospitalizations are slowing, it seems, so that's uh, also three days in a row that the hospitalizations have gone down, but the deaths have not. Yeah, that's troubling. That is definitely troubling. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of that. Uh, what do you hear about Bojo? I hear he's uh, stable. He's uh, <sighs> Boris Johnson. He's in intensive care in London. His condition having worsened, but he's not. He does not have a uh, a ventilator going. Well, here's one and thing. He is well, conscious. Well, here's one thing I do know. They would not let you know what was going on if it were really bad. So any reporting is whatever they've told you, but that doesn't mean that's what's going on.
Mm. Uh, there's no way until you had every everything laid out uh, for succession or possible succession or or everything. I mean, just completely dialed in that you would let the world know if he was in really bad shape. You just wouldn't, I don't think. Right. No, for national security reasons, sure, I get sure. that. I and t- I'm fine I'm, with that. Yeah, I am too, but I'm concerned about the old boy. I'd like to, you know, get an update. So did did I understand that he got it from his pregnant girlfriend? That's where uh, well, he got it? Or did he give it to her? Seem. No, no, she had it first. Okay. And she's fine now. She's recovered and feeling good. She got the mild version, but he apparently did not. And nobody, well, is it the whole dudes get it worse thing? Men suffer more, die more for reasons nobody can nail down. Yeah, and um, other health situations. He's kind of a a big old boy. I don't know what he's got going on health-wise in terms of uh, blood pressure or anything else. Yeah, rich, rich, fat guys, it's harder to tell because their clothes are all custom-made. And they're flattering. So, yeah, I don't know how big old boy he is. His hair Anybody might be, on yeah, the yeah. staff ever weigh Boris Johnson? <laughs> no, I haven't. No? Let me see what the Internet says. <laughs> yeah. Weight of Boris Johnson. The Internet's weighed him, by golly. The oh, people yeah. have a right to know. They know. The Internet knows his weight and net worth. What does is, uh, Donald J weigh? He's a big old boy himself. I think uh, I think we've come up with like somewhere between two thirty and two seventy because he's a yeah, big guy. I was going to say yeah, two forty. I thought. I think what I he's got to be. He's six three though, right? He's got to be more like two two fifty, two sixty, certainly at that height. Uh, I think the physical exam from twenty nineteen had his weight at two hundred and forty three pounds. Johnson? Uh, no, this was Trump. I I, I wasn't two forty three. Yeah, on, I, on I could believe I could believe two forty three for Trump. Well, if you found Boris Johnson's weight, it'd probably be in stone or. <laughs> kilos or hogshead or something we can't uh, decipher here in the colonies. He's four stone and two hogshead. Why, my goodness. <laughs> he really ought to uh, lose a crown or two. <laughs> what now? Oh, that's hilarious. Um, is, well, what, now, now we're on presidential weights. Somebody look up Howard Taft's weight because he's the one people... 412. Pretty sure he's 412. No, he was four hundred pounds. Uh, three yeah. three fifty, exactly three fifty. Okay, so Trump's not even close to our biggest president. No, shouldn't we go with BMI though? I mean, because if we, oh had, yeah, you're right. If the next president's eight feet tall and he weighs three seventy five, you, you know, you can't ride a brother for uh, you know being a little heavy. Eight foot tall president. <laughs> You know, during these troubled times, we could use a gigantic president. I mean, think about what he'd tower over Winnie the Pooh, that commie bastard running China. Every photo op with other heads of state would just be hilarious. On the other hand, he could be James Madison's height, 5'4", and be 220 and be a very round. Oh, yeah, he'd be enormous. Yeah. So you're right. You've got to go with BMI. That's the only fair way to weigh presidents. Even though the BMI is stupid, it's at least better than just the weight. All right. Yeah, factors well, in height and weight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize Taft was that big. You thought, okay, there you go. I thought we he was 400 plus. Well, How I did just, we start? See, but, but the, when I was a kid and I found out that Taft was 312, uh, that's, that's holy crap big. Right. Oh, yeah, that's, in, that's in amazing. The, in like the early 1970s when I probably first got that piece of information. By 2020 standards, 312 is, is like he's undersized to be an NFL lineman. Show of hands of people who know someone who weighs 300 pounds. We've all got our hands up. Yeah. That, w- that would not have been true a couple of decades ago. No, it, one person out of a thousand would know a three hundred pound. All right, I've got the eleven highest BMIs of the American presidency. 
<laughs> just eleven? Uh, yeah, you the, li- the, the list stops there. Uh, so we got. Taft. I tell you what. I tell okay. you what. Why don't we? Why don't we come back? We'll talk about that. Oh, Plus, oh, I have an excellent, a really astute. Um, dystopian prediction from one of our more uh, cynical but intelligent listeners. When do we get to shoe sizes of secretaries of state? Is that in the... <laughs> that was Thursday. Patience, Jack. Patience. We'll get to all, all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Have we talked about uh, Major League Baseball's idea yet? Nuh-uh. We'll have to uh, explain what they're up to. It uh, sounds pretty cool, and it looks like baseball might might possibly happen. At least they have a plan, so that coming up in a little bit. Wow, well, wait a minute. This is news to me. I can't wait to hear that. But first, Jack, the weights of the presidents. Well, not the weights, <laughs> but the BMIs. Because if you got a big old boy, I mean, if Abe Lincoln had, had, you know, not been the skinny fellow that he was, I mean, at 6'4", he could easily have been a 300-pounder. I wonder how did I wonder what Lincoln actually weighed. Well, we have the uh, the lowest BMIs, and I'll bet he's on that list, too. I know this uh, sounds stupid, folks, but come on, give it a chance. It sounds stupid because it is stupid. How did Doesn't we mean get we on, shouldn't do it. How did we get on this, though? Uh, we oh, were talking. talking about Boris Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Boris Johnson, who's in intensive care with the COVID, and gosh, if he went down, obviously he would be the uh, uh, the biggest world leader to have gotten it and died by, by far. Um, uh, that'd be an amazing thing. But I was wondering if he's got one of those comorbidities they call them you've got some other problem that exacerbates the corona and i think he might be overweight blah 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 all right uh, biggest bmi presidents come on sean help me out here so how about we just go with the top five yeah so uh the, five to one the the large uh, so save the 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 highest bmi for yeah, last. always okay, right five to one up. all right so number five we have theodore roosevelt uh 237 oh, yeah. pounds with a bmi of 30.2 um, okay. Wow, that's that's uh, yeah. You're you're no, you're fat. Okay, and what was his weight? Uh, Two thirty-seven. Okay, uh, how tall was he though? What's it, how do you what's a how do you figure out your BMI? Uh, this is oh, well, you're out. not going to like this, but this uh, the BMI is weight in kilograms divided by height in meters times two. Oh, well, how handy! Never mind. Um, and it doesn't list the height on here for whatever reason. Um, Why would you do that? uh, Zachary Taylor, also the same BMI as uh, Teddy at 30.2, but he is uh, 7 pounds lighter, 230 pounds. William McKinley, BMI of 31.1 with uh, tipping the scales at 233 pounds. Grover Cleveland, 34.6 BMI. Oh, boy. Your Grover Cleveland, your McKinley, and your Theodore Roosevelt were all in the same era. That was the era of fat presidents. It really? was. I've looked up my BMI, and it's it's in the upper 20s. I mean, it's not great. I'm overweight, but I'm nowhere near the, those big old boys. So you're in the Chester A. Arthur area of about 28? Yes. <laughs> Me and Chet Arthur, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so uh, Grover Cleveland was 34.6. He weighed 275 pounds. And then William Howard Taft, BMI 42.3. Three hundred and thirty-two pounds is what they have this listed at, but depending on, on what site, it could be more than that. Okay, Senator, well, so, President, Supreme Court Justice, and fat guy. 
Do you have the other end of the spectrum of the 45 presidents, the other five at the, the, the least, the lowest BMI? As a matter of fact, I do. I got William Henry Harrison at a 21.2 BMI, uh, tipping the scales at 162 LBs. Yeah, well, he was so weedy that he died giving his speech. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's probably to too thin. Go yeah. on. Uh, Franklin Pierce, 20.6 BMI, uh, an identical 162 LBs as, as Henry Harrison. Taller gent, I believe, is what that indicates. Yes. Uh, John Tyler, 20 uh, BMI <laughs> even, uh, 160 pounds. Andrew Jackson, a BMI of 19.0, and he would fist fight you right now. <sighs> right yeah. from the Some grave. People, so, boy, a BMI in the teens and uh, just, you know... Wiry and strong, and he's he was a, he was a BA man. Uh, yeah, 154 pounds. Uh, James Madison, 17 BMI at 122 pounds. <laughs> 122. Put little a little Jimmy Madison. So he was he was five four, and he was extremely thin. He was a sixth grader. God, you could not get elected president five four one twenty two. Today, which is which, which is not good. No, That's it's not, not good. Step- he was a, he, he's the father of the Constitution. Well, and I know I don't know. This might come as a surprise to somebody, but you can be completely brilliant at five four one twenty two. It's got nothing to do with your capabilities. I don't want to uh, hear any of that claptrap about separation of powers and checks and balances and natural rights from some tiny little guy. <laughs> how how crazy is it that as we've evolved in theory? It is now impossible that you could become a top-tier leader in the country at that height and weight. Well, we're so much more visual. He was a name and a set of ideas back in the day. Nobody knew or cared what he looked like. Wasn't George Washington essentially a giant for his time? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, he, he was is, like yeah. a yeah. NFL lineman or something. Um, uh, well, that's, just, that's actually kind of interesting. And the they most interesting have at, the, at Mount Vernon, is it? Where they have such a good Washington museum, that'd be a good place to have one. Um, they uh, they have a life size George Washington or two, one on his horse, and I think one standing. And yeah, he was a very big dude. The most interesting thing of that to me is that we have eliminated a half or more of potential presidents based on their height and weight. That they have no control over. Certainly your height you have no control over, uh, mm-hmm. which is stupid. That's really stupid, but we have done that. Yeah, yep. So to the uh, dystopian prediction I mentioned, I want to pay that off. Uh, frequent correspondent C. Busy uh, writes, um, I'd love you guys to pose this to your listeners. If fully autonomous cars had a back door for the government to geofence you, means limiting where the cars could drive. Golf courses have this. If they have the uh, s- super GPS-y uh, system on the golf cart, like like more expensive courses, resort courses will have this, where your cart has like your mileage or your yardage thingy. It'll show you you're 175 yards from the pin right here, and then you can touch up there, and there's a picture of the green and all. It's really pretty cool, but they can also geofence you. So, you know, you can't drive your cart onto the green. They will slow your cart as you get closer, then kill it until you turn around had, and wow. go back. I had no idea of that. Yeah. So anyway, C. Busy writes, um, uh, if the fully autonomous cars had a back door for the government to geofence you, would people still be in favor of autonomous an autonomous car future? I absolutely guarantee if it existed today, it would be activated around New York City to contain the spread. Are people yep. okay with that as part of the autonomous car future? Uh, no, I hate the I hate everything about 
uh, self-driving cars, everything about it. I think it's going to be awful, but it is coming whether I like it or not. And I, I'll guarantee you that's going to be a feature of it. How would well, it not be? Uh, how could you hate having a chauffeur? Everybody will have a chauffeur because it's because It'll I know where I want to go because I know it's not going to be like having a chauffeur in that I'm not going to be able to go wherever I want as fast as I want. And the government's going to keep track of everywhere I go all the time. And there's just no getting around You're that. quibbling. <laughs> Constant government surveillance and control of where we go. And how, how would quickly? you like how would you like to have a chauffeur that logs and maybe at this point in your life, it doesn't make any difference. But how would you like to have a chauffeur that logs everywhere you go at what time? And uh, and turns it over to whoever wants it. He'd be bored, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, yeah, might not might not no, apply I, at I, this I, point in your life. But no, you're... take it seriously. No, are you kidding? That would be a, a, an informant of an oppressive government, and I would probably end up shooting them and leaving them in a ditch. Your phones kind of do that in a large part already. Oh sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it, and our, and add the, add our cars to that soon. It still weirds me out when I get into my car. Like when I'm leaving work and the phone says, hey, this is your route from home. It's like, how do you know what I'm doing right now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, I know. That woogs oh. me out. Oh, and it should. Um, so baseball might be coming back, among other things we can talk about coming up. Uh, I, I hope it does. I'm sure they have to get the all clear. And then they'll have to turn on our cars so we can drive to those stadiums because currently our cars won't go to those stadiums. That's wild to think about. I didn't even think about that angle of self-driving cars. Mm. Geofencing. Chilling. That's very exciting. Armstrong and Getty.